You're listening to From the Field, a podcast helping ministry leaders think differently, thrive personally, and lead thoughtfully. Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. My name is Tyler Dravitz. I'm the executive pastor at Ridgeline Church, and I also lead a company called MyXP, where we provide remote support to churches around the country. Learn more at myxp.church. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Remember how we host a podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how we hosted, hosted a it's, podcast? It's been, uh, I think, almost a pretty solid two months. Pretty close, right? right? I think I think episode seventy one. Yeah, I'd have to look back. I think it was like the first week in December. Yeah, so it's been and, a minute. And we didn't even really prep anyone. No, we, we just, just went dark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like oh well, part of it was you got COVID. Oh yeah, I, did I think we COVID. had we would have had one in there, but COVID ruined COVID. everything. Man, how many times have we said that in the last Oof. two years? We were going to do something and then COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. So we left off. The place we left off uh, was we talked about recovering from burnout. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to continue that conversation. I think we got some feedback about that episode that there was maybe some some areas that we could go a little bit deeper on that and talk about that more. It's been something that we've really been having to think about and talk about in real time for our own good because we've been so burned out. Yeah. And so uh, I think just by way of like circling back, we talked about this in that last episode, but again, two months ago, Mm -hmm. you know, Barna ran this study and they found that 38% of Protestant pastors surveyed uh, reported that they have considered leaving full-time ministry in the past year. Mm -hmm. And when you look at uh, ministers under the age of 45, that number rose to 46%. Yeah. So we got roughly 50% of ministry leader. And that's, that's, I always think it's important to note, that's the ones who are willing to be honest (laughs) and say it. And so we've got roughly 50% of people in ministry that are like, I got to get out of this. Right. And just as a side note, whether or not you're a MyXP client, I have no candidates for any position you might have. You could be offering a boatload. Well, depending on what you're offering, give me a call. But (laughs) you could be offering a boatload. There are not candidates out there for ministry jobs. Yeah, That's just the way that it works right now. There are, uh, I think most of the churches we support have at least one opening. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we're we're gonna talk. We don't have this fully outlined. Like I don't. Usually, I like to know. Like, here's how many weeks we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna have a series of conversations <laughs> around the topic of burnout. Yeah. Um, but today, we're gonna talk about specifically gonna talk more about rest. And I think just to set this up, you know, more and more, you've, I mean, anyone listening that is on the verge of burnout or feeling pretty fried has probably seen some of the articles that are going around right now that more and more are finding the best solution to burnout, whether it's preemptive or reactionary is an extended sabbatical Mm -hmm. Um, where if you've never taken a sabbatical, I've taken one um, after seven years at redemption, Mm -hmm. I took a full two months and uh, to be off and to be away and completely unplugged from the church. Mm -hmm. Right. Wasn't that what it was? It was two months. I thought it was three. 
three months. No, mm -hmm. it was just two. Was it really? I'd remember the third, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Felt like six years, so. Uh, well, that's that's good. That's better than like, oh, God, you're back already. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's interesting is I was just doing some research on this yesterday, and uh, Vander Blumen uh, surveyed a 1,000 churches, mm -hmm. and they 72% of the churches they surveyed had no plan for sabbatical whatsoever. Yeah. Which isn't super surprising. No. Um, but that's a pretty significant problem when the best solution to this significant problem that we're all facing. Sure. There's no plan for that in like three out of four churches. Right. Like, so I think the big issue is especially in like, so in larger churches where there's multiple teaching pastors and multiple staff members, the idea sure. of sabbatical is much easier yeah. to do. But if you're in a church like ours where... Like I'm our only teaching pastor. Yeah, you're our only executive pastor. We don't have uh, an extended staff outside no. of us. <laughs> nope. So one of us goes on sabbatical, and this sucker just shuts down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we've had to think creatively in our own lives about how do we get some very much needed rest right now. Totally. Yeah. And I think that what's interesting is um, the larger the church, I think. Uh, even though that's typically where you find a plan for it, mm -hmm. uh, because of that like team and the support and the ability to share, like job share, even as far as preaching goes and mm -hmm. all of that, the likelihood the n demand is as high yeah. is much less. Because yeah. I think we, we went through um, some pretty awful things at a large church that we are a part of. Um, but if you had removed that part of it, I'm not sure how soon I would have needed one. Yeah. I mean, we had we had some things that were totally unrelated to the size of the church, were unrelated to the people in the church, with the exception of a few on the leadership team. Uh, and so that was really difficult and made me feel like I didn't even want to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. But if you removed that, yeah, it was... In a larger church with a yeah. bigger staff and team, the work is definitely divided more. Where yeah. I'd be, I would different. I would be curious to know like what the burnout rate amongst... Uh, small church pastors to large church pastors is mm -hmm. like what I will say we've been like larger church tends to be more complex leadership wise. There's more complexity in a larger totally. ministry than a smaller one, but in a smaller ministry, you bear all the, like you're doing everything. Sure. So if we're like literally, if we're going to have student ministry, I'm running it because who else is going to do it right to right now? Totally. So I think that's a real thing. So I think it's a, just a real, it's a real challenge when you know, if you were to go online and you were just to, to Google, how do I recover from burnout? Yeah. What you're going to find is a bunch of articles telling you to take a sabbatical. Well, yeah. what if you're a small church plant or a small church pastor and that's not an option? Sure. That would be a very, I mean, crushing reality to know like, well, so apparently there's one solution to my problem and I physically can't do it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and it's important to also note that it's not exclusively the ministry world that offers these. As a matter of fact, when I worked at Starbucks, when I worked there, it was actually called a sabbatical. I think at some point, uh, somebody must have like realized that's a very kind of church, religious word, yeah, yeah. church type word. And so now it's called a coffee break, but it still exists. Yeah. You have the ability uh, after I think it's 10 years. Uh, it is 10 years of service because I just missed getting it. That's when I quit. Was that 10 years? Oh, should have hung on for a couple uh, more months. Oh, for sure. And uh, you can have a full year off 
Uh, and you have, at that point, you have a lot of vacation time, a lot of sick time. You get to use it all. After that's gone, you know, you determine what you want to do, but you can have a full year off and you're guaranteed your position when you come back. That's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so common it's in education just, too. I yeah, mean, I, don't, yes. I think it is. Yeah, in, that's right. We have, we have a professor on that yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so it's not like, it's not unique to ministry. Right. You know, I think it's most common in the education realm, but to your point, I bet you lots of businesses are offering it now. Sure. And I just think that especially in this situation where um, out of a thousand churches, 72 had, 72% had no sabbatical plan. A lot of times what you're dealing with are, and, and I deal with this regularly with my XP, are a group of elders mm-hmm. who are, uh, or leadership team who mm-hmm. are responsible for making the decisions. And when things like this are discussed, when they feel foreign, it sort of feels very uh, luxe or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, extra. Yeah. And this is not Lux or extra. No. And I mean, I, I would, I would argue what's interesting is as I was reading some of these articles yesterday about sabbatical, they find that, um, I don't have the numbers on the top of my head, but in the churches that did have a plan for sabbatical, the mm-hmm. vast majority of churches offer a sabbatical at seven years, every okay. seven years. Okay. You get like yeah. two months well, is what seems I mean, to be the most what normal. the Lord did. Yeah, that's right. At seven. So... <laughs> The Lord. That's what how the Lord sabbaticaled. Um, <laughs> Not at seven years. He did seven days. We yeah. But he also created the planet. That's so, true. You know, and the solar system. And I'm oh, really wow. looking this forward is... to this science lesson that you're about to give us all. <laughs> oh man, you and Mr. Harris. <laughs> so in in those. Um, Crab and I totally lost my train. I had a really <laughs> no idea. significant well, point too. And our notes just crashed. The wheels have fallen off. You take two months off this sucker and it's ooh. just an absolute dumpster fire. Now I, now, you know, so here's what happened. Uh, anyone who uses their iPad for anything important knows they should turn off the auto lock feature. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like two weeks ago, I was like, why in the, cause my iPad kept dying cause yeah. I would like leave it on the table. And I was like, why in the world have I turned off the auto lock feature mm-hmm. in this moment live? I'm remembering. Remembering why. Why? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're getting to share this really interesting interaction with everyone, with everyone listening. Yeah. So anyways, so of the, the average church that does have a plan, it's every seven years for two months. And I still cannot remember for the life of me what my point is in this. I'll, I'll come back to it if if, uh, okay. if it hits me again. Oh. So anyways, coming back to, to what we're going to really spend the most of our time talking about today, which is, so if, if you are in a position where a traditional sabbatical is not an option for you, what are some other creative ways that we can find to get the rest that we need? So we've got a handful of different ideas and solutions here, but one would be, again, if you're in a position to take a sabbatical, that is definitely the ideal. So whether that's three weeks, a month, two months, some way to be able to really get away for an extended season of time. And typically, uh, there's a distinction that's going to be made between a sabbatical and a vacation. Um, A sabbatical is going to be a time of intentional refreshment in one's personal life for their family and trying to get some objective revisioning for their ministry life as well. So if you can take that, I think that's a huge win. For the rest of us, that that's not super practical, we've got five other suggestions. Uh, some of this will come out of what we've been doing over the last couple of months, because you're, you're in like kind of a, we'll talk more about it in a minute, mm-hmm. but like a hybrid sabbatical. Yeah. I kind of did the same thing. So another idea would be, especially if you're like a lead 
teaching pastor would be to take a study break, which is what I took in January. So what that looked like for me practically was um, I did not teach uh, for the most part through January. I think I did end up teaching uh, two weeks out of the five, but typically it would have been five weeks out of the five. So that was a big break for me. So I stepped back from, um, I was at church on Sunday, but I wasn't teaching. Um, And I also took a step back from the vast majority of the appointments that I typically would have taken. And I spent that month... um, praying and planning and studying for future series that we were going to do. So I think I got four series outlined yeah. in that time, which was great. And it really did, even though like, like for me, I enjoy the study and the reading. So for mm-hmm. me, that was refreshing for you. Sure. That would be a slow death because you can't oh, read. That's not true. So, oh yeah. I just like to tell people you can't I read. I know. I believe your kids are starting to believe it actually. <laughs> You say it enough around them that I think they're like, oh. Ty Ty can't read. Yeah, no wonder. No wonder he has a hard time with that. I'll have to read it to him. So I think if you can step back and get some kind of uh, opportunity to just study, I think that could be a really, really great. And so for us, practically the way that worked is we have a teaching lab. Mm-hmm. And so I worked with three other people in our church, helped them write their messages, get them ready. And then they taught uh, those three weeks that I was out. Yeah, And so that didn't even, I mean, I know some, if you're uh, a pastor who's been in a, a city or a town long enough, maybe you have some established relationships. Like I heard about one pastor in a more rural area who needed to take a sabbatical, needed to be away on Sundays. And a group of his pastor friends in the community decided to cover his pulpit. Mm. And so they did that for him. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you've got that, I think that's awesome. But the point is, there are like getting creative with like how to cover the weekend, which is usually the biggest concern for pastors is like, what if I'm not there to teach on Sunday? Sure. In a well, small, I mean, that's the only it? time a pastor works, right? Is that one, that one 40 minutes on Sunday? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> What else would you need to cover? All the lunches and naps? <laughs> but I found, like, I was telling you about this yesterday, that the Episcopal Church, the diocese in Chicago, mm-hmm. they, across their whole diocese, they decided to offer a one-week sabbatical to all of their ministry staff. Mm-hmm. And they gave them the freedom to say, like, cancel all non-essential ministry throughout the week, mm-hmm. no office hours, like, you're going to get paid, it's not coming out of your vacation. Yeah. Um, they went so far as to say, like, if, if you can't cover your service, then cancel your service. Yeah. And Can we talk you. about that? I think we have before, but we could talk about it again. What? Canceling, Canceling service? service? Yeah. Yeah, but I think we talked about it in terms of, like, we do it to take that, like, one break in mm-hmm. between and that kind of thing and, and all of that. I just think that um, especially through everything that we've been through in COVID and the number of times you've had to either go online or cancel. And then you look mm-hmm. at your YouTube numbers and you see that three people watched or mm-hmm. all of that. Can that just at least be on the table? It, I don't think it should be like right near the edge, mm-hmm. but maybe it's that like thing that's like way towards the back mm-hmm. that you like just grab in the event that it's really necessary. Yeah. I think it's really hard because I don't think, <clears throat> I mean, we've, we've done it. Like we do it every year. Yep. Uh, that last Sunday of the year, we don't have church, but I mean, so last year, did we end up having to cancel three times maybe? Do you remember? Yeah. In 2021, I think yeah, we probably I think so, there yeah. was about mm-hmm. three Sundays that we canceled. Yep. Our church is still here. Yeah. So it's not going to kill your church. No. I think the big thing that people have to work through in their own convictions is I just know some people really think it's like genuinely sacrilegious yeah. to cancel it. Yeah. 
Um, but if you're if you're that tight, you probably don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost more listeners yeah. in the event anyone still subscribes. So here's here my argument would always be: I think it is probably better to cancel a service than to to lose a pastor. Oh, for sure. Well. I mean, anyone who would argue with that, shame on them. Well, I mean, it's, it would seem pretty legalistic to be on the other end of that, but I do think that it's important that we have the humility to acknowledge that that is what's at stake. Like if we don't get ministry leaders some rest, they are no longer going to be ministry leaders. And I feel like, I think it's just better to say, Hey, everyone, if you want to like go visit whatever other church (laughs) this Sunday, and we'll be back together next week. I don't know. I just personally, I think that that's better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, it's also important to maybe take a look at um, how your church is communicating to you about like what they've got going on. So for us, as everyone knows, we use planning center Mm -hmm. and uh, we don't have any intentions on canceling. However, for whatever reason that I I can't make heads or tails of on President's Day, Mm -hmm. which is the 21st of February, Mm -hmm. the day before. So because it's a three-day weekend, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you who's coming to church that day. As a matter of fact, we have have about 65 people in planning center services that can serve. Mm -hmm. And we are currently up to 38 people who have blocked off that Sunday. Um, I don't, I mean... I don't know what it is about President's Day weekend, but even some of our most, like, they are there every week, rain or shine, they've blocked off, and Mm -hmm. I know they're going to be out of town. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my point is, if you've got tools like that where you can get those indicators Mm -hmm. and you you feel like, I'm dying and I just need a breath – Maybe that's the yeah. Who are you going to? At this point, we aren't canceling. Ridgeline listeners, we aren't. But – who are you disappointing? I'm not even sure. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to be there. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, traditional sabbatical, that's like best case, I would mm-hmm. say for anybody. A study break is something that I've done that's been helpful. Yep. Um, but let's say that's not even feasible right now. Sure. A third one, and this is kind of what we've done with you yeah. this month in February, is to take a step back from the things in your current ministry that are the largest draw. Yeah. Right? So for you... You know, I was explaining this to our church on Sunday. We're calling it a sabbatical with you. But, oh, um, that's what I referred to it okay. as because I just feel like that's the the category that people have is totally. like some version of that. Yeah, but it's not like a true sabbatical where you're like gone and out of town. You're still here yeah. in the ministry center with yeah. me. Really, what you're taking a sabbatical from is the Sunday morning service. Yeah, because and this is what I explained. You know, I know executive pastors do different things in different contexts. But what I explained to our church on Sunday morning, it means is that you are like the chief problem solver. Yep. And so from the moment we get there until the moment we leave, the only thing that you're doing is solving people's problems. Yep. We set it up, we tear it down, which means every week half the stuff's broke, Mm -hmm. like nothing's ever the same. Mm -hmm. And it's just endless. Yeah. The amount. And so Sunday morning for you is it's not the, I, you know, I know that you love our services and all of that, but it has really started to take a toll because there's been like, you've done nothing but solve problems for the last two years. Many problems that neither of us ever envisioned having to solve. Oh, absolutely. So it's exhausting. So you've like, we identified that as that in, in our context, that's the biggest draw for you. Yep. And thankfully we have 
other people that are able to step up and fill that gap so that you can step back and get a rest for a few weeks and do some travel and other things. Well, and even, um, uh, I think it's very interesting. You're currently in a sermon series that really resonates with where I'm at, just Mm -hmm. about feeling kind of in the desert and that Mm -hmm. kind of, I can't remember the name. Yeah, um, invitations in the desert. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's um, been really meaningful, I can tell. Well, I mean, it just started. <laughs> I know. My point being, yeah. uh, I listened to it on the podcast uh, because I was very interested, mm-hmm. especially based on the content. Mm-hmm. And it was the most present I have been for one of your sermons in probably the 15 years that we've yeah. You know, been serving together because uh, I am like typically getting like, you know, I'm getting a text message from the kids. There's an issue up here. Mm -hmm. Labels won't print or Mm -hmm. I'm getting like the production people are melting down, but no one knows about it or Mm -hmm. whatever the case might be. Um, Or like someone's like, we need this for next week. And I like go onto Amazon and Mm -hmm. buy it and that kind of thing. And, And so it is a very like what people have a hard time understanding, even uh, love him to death. But my little brother even called me uh, and, and because he's coming to visit and mm-hmm. he can't wait to go to Ridgeline. And I yeah. was like, well, you can, I'm not gonna. Yeah. And so he called me cause he was a little, I think he was like, so are you like, a Christian? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, so you, are, are you getting ready to just be done all together? Yeah. And, and what I appreciate about that is his concern. What people who are not in like vocational ministry cannot understand is Sunday is work. Yeah. And, and it is, uh, it is this kind of uh, never ending sort of groundhog's day, except your groundhog's day is a week long. No yeah. matter what happens, we have set, you know, from the time service is done, you have seven days until it happens again. Yep. And that has just been ongoing. I think uh, for me uh, since 2009 uh, with very few breaks yeah. and so it just I would yeah really... I would say I have not just attended church since we moved to Salt Lake I had like a, a few month period where we were not doing anything on Sundays yeah and there were a few Sundays that we just as a family attended yeah. church oh, yeah. but that was four and a half years ago yeah <laughs> and 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 for those that might be like well you know, just to have a Sunday off where you just get to attend your church. I'm oh, telling gosh. you, the only person that would say that is someone that doesn't do the job because yeah. that's not a thing. No. I think the reason it's so important, like for you, that you're not attending it because some people might be like, well, why doesn't he just come at 10 when mm-hmm. the service starts yeah. and then leave? Be- because I've seen, we've moved towards some of that mm-hmm. where you don't have to come yeah. for setup every single Sunday. Yeah, we've Sunday. got someone helping really faithfully, right. yeah. But the moment you get there, I'm like, I watch it every single time. You you could roll in at a quarter to 10 and immediately people are coming up to you totally. with, hey, we can't get this to work. Can you come solve this? Right. Cool. Well, then you got an extra hour off yeah. <laughs> on right. Sunday morning and that's not a win. I don't sleep in, so that's not helpful to no, me. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. And so I just think that it was by process and, and it took us a bit to get there as far as what it was. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not a matter of pulling back from everything. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, we have a handful of things in our church that I'll still be involved in through this month, but I just can't do Sunday mornings yeah. right now. And and I think and I think it it was really refreshing to just be able to listen to the message because even like 
so so in my car listening to it, I was still thinking through, is there a way that we can uh, change the compression to make it sound a little better? <laughs> yeah. And and you had asked people to like talk along with you this week or to read out loud or oh, something yeah, yeah, that we yeah. don't read normally do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Could you we, hear them we don't know because yeah. we don't have a crowd mic. And so yeah. I was like, uh-oh, he's going to ask me for it. Like, and mm-hmm. so still, uh, I think for most of the people in the position that I'm in, even if you go to someone else's church, you're still problem solving. Mm-hmm. You're still like, well, why don't they do this? Why isn't that there? And that should be there. And where's mm-hmm. the sign for the restroom? And yeah. the coffee's not warm enough and all of those kind of things. And so this is the best way for me to be able to actually unplug from the work of ministry. Yeah. Like for me, I can't listen. I don't listen to any preaching. Mm-mm. I will listen to the people in our teaching lab who teach for us on Sunday morning yeah. to help provide them feedback. Sure. But like people ask me all the time, I don't listen to anyone because I can't listen to it. I don't listen um, with a critical spirit, right. but I can't help but listen with a critical ear where I'm trying to think about like how, how it's put together because that's my work. That's what I do. And it's really, really hard for me. So I read books because sure. that is like the same thing as listening to the podcast for you. I can do that without, I don't know. It's just a completely different experience. And it's not that abnormal. I mean, I don't know. I haven't worked at Starbucks for over 10 years and I still don't go into a coffee shop without thinking. "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. I mean, it just is the way that you do when you are entrenched in your work environment. And Mm -hmm. for a lot of people who do not work in ministry, it's hard for them to see that. Yeah, totally. So you said something a few minutes ago that I thought was interesting. Um, because I think one thing that would be important if you're looking at taking a step back from the largest draw yeah. is you need to define mm-hmm. what that draw is. Sure. Because I think if other people were to, to, to like, let's say your board or your team or whoever was to say, like, yeah. were to say to you, hey, we want you to take a step back from managing the finances, you know, your the administrative tasks you do during the week. We still need you to be there on Sunday and do all that. But you can take a step back from all these other things. Had I come and said that to you, that wouldn't have helped you at all. Because no. those administrative things are not what's causing the draw. Well, and even though it's only been a few days, I've already had some people like, you know, hear the message that you gave uh-huh. and, and the communication you gave and then see me or interact with me. And they think, oh, wait, we can't even think about Ridgeline together. Yeah. And I, I think, well, I mean, if it's a problem you're bringing me, I'm not interested and I'll probably just chuckle. You know, I think sometimes you get to such a place of just needing this break of such a place of burnout that even the places you would normally care, you wouldn't, I'm there. Yeah. Um, but there are certain things that like fill my bucket. Mm-hmm. So if this whole thing is about me being able to uh, reevaluate and reappreciate everything that God is doing in and through our church, why in the world would I let anyone else forbid me mm-hmm. from those things that I love so much? Reappreciate is a really fascinating way to say that. Mm. On earth, I mean, you think about like reviving, refreshing, mm-hmm. But I really think that that is a great way to frame, like, this whole conversation about rest is like, what will it take for you to be able to reappreciate yeah. what it is that you do? Yeah. That's really good. I know that you didn't even mean to say that, but that was, that's yeah, good. Yeah, not really. You I just didn't made remember. Even as you said it, I was like, did I just say reappreciate? That's a is weird that a thing word? to say. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, if I said it, it's doubtful. So looking at where you are experiencing the largest draw, and then mm-hmm. what will it take for you to be able to take a step back from maybe just that one or those two things without having to completely shut the whole thing down? Yeah. That's number three. Fourth would be, and I think these get kind of progressively easier, maybe just look at a way to change your daily scenery. Mm. So like this 
real time, even just this morning, you and I, rather than being here in the office all morning, worked at a coffee shop here in Salt Lake. And it started with, it was like convenient based on your like an appointment I had. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And then you texted me and I thought, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason, I just wasn't like feeling my desk and my whole situation. Yeah. And so I texted you and I was like, well, can I come work with you as well for a little bit? I'm still productive, still did work. Uh, But it was just a different environment in which I had like a drink and a snack and it Mm -hmm. was delightful. Yeah. It just feels different. And it's like, and I would say like, if you're, I want to make sure no one hears it this way. That if you're like completely fried, mm-hmm. don't hear us saying like, just go work at a coffee shop one morning yeah. and you'll There's be fine. certain people only work at coffee shops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As if like just a couple hours at a coffee shop is going to solve this massive problem. But this is like, I think doing that, like being creative about this on a regular basis and not just, cause we do that a lot, you know, like, yeah. and we even have, we're very blessed. We have amazing offices. Yeah. Like, I love love it here. It's one of my favorite environments. And even in that, it still gets stale. I don't like to be here all the time. I like to change that scenery because it, it, I find, personally, I just find that refreshing. Totally. Well, and even for us, I mean, I think it's a matter of looking around at uh, kind of the environment, whatever God has you in, and where are there options? opportunities. So Mm -hmm. for us, one of the ways that we change our scenery is uh, we'll go out to Park City Mm -hmm. once or twice a month and we spend the morning like working up there and Mm -hmm. have a good lunch and that kind of thing because there are these world-class resorts and they're beautiful and they have free coffee and all Mm -hmm. of those kind of things to cater to all their bougie guests and we (laughs) have the ability to have great Mm Wi-Fi and sit and work and have a cup of coffee and like just enjoy that environment. Do you think when we walk in in our sweats, they go, oh, Great, more of our bougie guests. Well, based on the fact that it's a ski hotel, yes, because everyone. It's true. I mean, we're not in like Armani sweats, but we're still. Yeah. You know, so Armani makes sweats. I don't know. That you know was, what would help is you, you. Whenever we go up there, you never do your hair. Oh, geez, like today. Yeah, I did yesterday. Uh, <laughs> now today guy. it's just big. <laughs> It's wavy. I got to get a haircut today. You know what? I don't do my hair on the days I get a haircut because mm-hmm. it saves the butcher, so are, are, not butcher, <laughs> barber time. The barber. Yeah. Are you getting a haircut today? Yeah. Oh, you are today? Yes. Oh, okay. 4.45. Hurry it up. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. Change your daily scenery. That's number four. You're okay. It's not 445 oh, yeah. yet. We still haven't changed have the clock hour. in our parlor. All, okay. of, all of our analog clocks in this office are all wrong. For a few more months, and then they'll be right. And they'll be right again. (laughs) All right, so number five is take a regular micro sabbatical. Mm. Okay? This is a term you, you... you're coining some terms today. I'm, I'm all about it. A micro sabbatical. So a, I think there's a million different ways to think about this. Yep. But a micro sabbatical could just be determining there that one day a week. Let's say every Tuesday, you're going to work out of office. Mm-hmm. And like depending on your climate and your context and where you are, and what you enjoy, what fills your tank, but finding something just one day a week, I'm going to be out of the office away and I'm going to be doing that. Lead pastors, books are not your friends. Get out of your office. That was a lot. Okay. <laughs> you need to warn me because I've had, had headphones on and that was creepy. Uh, but yeah, get out and, yeah. and like books are your friends. You don't no, have to say it not. like that. Just get out of your study and go read in the woods. Take them with Something you. like that. <laughs> Take your friends I've with you. I've tried to convince Ryan for years. A Kindle will give you millions of <laughs> friends all it's in one. It's not the same. I know. Here no. we go. 
But that, I think one of my least favorite parts of COVID here in Utah, and Mm -hmm. it's really because I'm like, got a particular theater I like. Mm -hmm. But if you've never once just decided, you've never once looked at your calendar and decided, you know what? I'm going to catch a matinee. Mm -hmm. Give it a whirl. It's great. Give it a whirl. It is. There's something about walking out of a movie theater when it's still light outside that is magical. See, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I, I, no, no, no. I enjoy going to a matinee and seeing a movie in the middle mm-hmm. of the day. That's fun. I, since I was a kid, I have hated walking out of the movie theater. And your eyes were just... Yeah, and you're just like, I was just in this magic other world realm watching this movie, being engaged, and now I'm just getting blasted in the face by the sun. I don't like that. It just feels like like you've done something wrong or so. just, I don't know, I love it. So uncomfortable. And me too. With the way that you just phrased this is like you are getting weirder as we go uh, on. <laughs> anyway, but no, I, I think there's a lot of things that you can do that are mm-hmm. just like a moment. Go yeah. go have a good lunch. Yeah. Um and the point would be like allow that those things over time to accrue. Like yeah. if you can't take two months totally. off at once, that's fine. Yeah. But if you can take Tuesdays to do something that fills your tank mm-hmm. every Tuesday for two months or three months, yeah. that will make a difference. Totally. I mean, there's been, so we live in Utah. We're moments away from Park City. There's been a time or two that you've brought your snow gear and gone and done a couple of runs and then back mm-hmm. to work. Yep. That's great. It is great. Not everybody can do that, but if you... Well, here you can, and it's awesome. Really, this is probably the only place. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably true. All right, so then lastly, um, this isn't sabbatical related, but it's rest related. Plan a vacation in the near-ish future. Um, Obviously, I think that there are probably some people listening that best case scenario, they need to be able to like turn this podcast off and right now they need to be like done Mm -hmm. for a season of time and get a chance to rest. And, and sadly, that's not an option for some people. Sure. But <clears throat> what would it look like for you to look two, three, even four months out to be able to say, I'm going to carve a week here. It doesn't have to be expensive. Like, Mm-mm. you know yourself, you know your family, sure. what's going to be good for you. But just setting that and knowing that a break is coming, mm-hmm. that alone, I think, gives hope. Yeah. I think the, the biggest threat to so many ministry leaders is feeling the crushing weight of burnout and feeling like there's no reprieve. Yeah. There's no, there's no break coming. There's no hope. And that is where I think people just give up. Sure. And ride the wave of planning. That's really fun. Like, Mm. like just like talking about it and Mm -hmm. having a countdown and being excited and talking about the favorite things you're going to do on your vacation and all of that. Like you have that kind of goes back to number five of the micro sabbatical. But, but even if it's mental, you have these abilities to look forward. We just got back from one of our trips to Disney and the last couple of weeks, there are so many of what I would consider, at least for me, those micro sabbaticals mm-hmm. of talking to you or talking to your wife or talking to your kids about what we're excited about and what mm-hmm. we're looking forward to. And and it just is this like little brief reprieve from regular life where you get to uh, look forward to the things to come. Yep. That's really, really good. So to close this out, <clears throat> I would say, especially for those, like I, I do think... I mean, I do still know some people that are not burned out, you know, like, yeah, and they're, they're feeling good right now. And I would just caution 
Regardless of whether or not you feel fried right now or you don't, I still think it's important to come back to the beginning and look at the fact that these 72% of churches don't have any plan for extended rest for their Mm -hmm. leaders. And I think that that is a losing strategy. Sure. So I, I think that regardless of whether or not it feels critical to do it as a reaction right now, it is, it is really, really, there needs to be a movement toward all churches really need to think about how are we going to build an extended rest for our leaders? Because, Mm. You know, the COVIDs of, I guess, will come. I mean, who knows? I don't even know if this is going to end at this point. Like, you said the COVIDs are there. (laughs) I was going to say the COVIDs of the, like, that things like this, these challenging seasons that, like, challenging seasons are not going to go away. No. Like, it's just going to become more challenging to be in ministry and to do this work day in and day out. So it's going to be really, really critical to begin making a plan now. Uh, rather than to be in the situation that so many of us are in, which is like, I'm not sure I can do this for another day mm-hmm. and having to come up with like some thrown together plan sure. in reaction to that, like to be able to proactively and intentionally craft that is definitely better. Totally. Well, and with your teaching lab, all of those kind of things, those like covering your bases and everybody has to do that. I I think about my time at Starbucks. I think about the fact that I was off for a week at our Disney vacation Mm -hmm. and, uh, Everyone spends a lot of time pre-vacation. Mm-hmm. Try, uh, like I think there's even been studying studies done that do you spend more time pre and post, like working up to it and recovering, than you mm-hmm. do during? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. But either way, you still get your fun time, and so put yourself in a place where when you need to pull that lever, there's something to pull. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's good to be back. We're gonna keep having some conversations Hey-o. about. Nope, not. Oh man. You got to find your podcast groove, man. You lost it. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> but thank you for uh, the three of you that are still listening after two months away and mm-hmm. Tyler's shenanigans today. <laughs> and uh, if you did enjoy this, uh, we would love if you would help us out by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a review where you listening, listen, and then you can connect with us on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at, at Ryan Hughley. That's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y. You can find me on the same platforms at, at Tyler Dravitz. That's D-R-E-W-I-T-Z. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.